This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 89. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. All right, I am highlighting such an awesome book this week. It's called Why, What Your Life is Telling You About Who You Are and Why You're Here. It's by three different authors, Matthew McKay, Sean O'Leary, Ralph Metzner, and this book is so good. It is, you know what, sometimes we wonder like, you know, do you ever wonder what your true path is or, you know, what... What, what your purpose is or what your mission is for being here. And there is actually something in positive psychology called purpose anxiety, <laughs> where we're not really sure of what we're supposed to be doing or what our purpose is. So we actually create stress around it. So this book is so great. And I selected it because it's one of the books that I have left over from my library hold that I haven't gotten to the library yet. Um, but it's so great because it does uncover our purpose. It uncovers that kind of often daunting question that we have, what are we here for? And uh, if you're like most of us, you've probably asked yourself, like, why am I here? And, you know, and it's hard to find these true answers. We might look to religion, we might look to psychology or spirituality. And this book really does allow us to delve into that why. And it will help you see what your past, what your present, and all the experiences that you've been through what they're telling you about your theme in your life and one that is totally visible when you know and when you can know how to read these signs. And so these authors, these psychologists, they really do take us through a wonderful way to uncover our unique path. And this book really helps to discover our true meaning in our life. This book also helps dismantle, wow, that's a hard word to say, (laughs) dismantle, I tried again. Uh, tired old traditions or even like stories that we might tell ourselves or um, it really does allow us to go beyond just that we should avoid pain and seek pleasure and it really takes us to pursuing to a place of pursuing and being more powerful and it shows us that even pain can play an important part in how we choose to live and as you know in positive psychology it's not about just seeing the positive and ignoring the negative it's all about embracing the totality of life and that sometimes challenge and negative emotion are really there to tell us things and to communicate so that we know that it's a, it's a really important part of how we choose to live. And so I love that they integrated this into their book as well. Um, and yeah, so get ready. We're going to reveal your personal path in life and you can begin to live your life to its fullest. It, this book is all about discovering why 
are we living this life? And it's really great and we can make the best of it. So what did you come here to learn in your life, you know, or what did you come here to do in your life? So let's jump in. If this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. This is where I highlight books. I suck out all the actionable nuggets so that you can turn knowledge into action. I'm definitely book obsessed, a little bit addicted to reading. (laughs) And um, it's so funny because this book came at a good time because I'm actually reading three other books this week too for book clubs and they all overlap, which is so cool. All right. So, and if you've been coming for a long time, thank you so much for being a loyal listener. And if you haven't yet taken the time to go and write a review, wherever you listen to your podcast, it would really help me. It would really, really help grow the show. And I would value your input and just, you know, let other people know why that you listen to this podcast and let them know how they can benefit. That would help me so much. I put so much love and energy and time into these podcasts and reading these books, although I love it. But I would love for you to just help me out a little bit and go and write a review because it does help grow the show. Okay, so let's jump in. So what we know, the whole first section of the book is talking about what we know. Then they go into purpose, like what your life is actually telling you. And then the book goes into your purpose. So getting specific with you. So let's jump in. So what we know is that, you know what, oftentimes we are in the pursuit of happiness and this relentless pursuit is, is part of our cultural coaching, right? We're, so we're kind of trained that we should seek pleasure and avoid pain, and we're chasing happiness. It's almost like that mentality of I'll be happy when, or happy when certain things happen to us, or when, when we accomplish certain things. So chasing happiness actually doesn't work. So pursuing happiness doesn't work, and what they're talking about within their book is that um, if we can continue to, to uh, try, just try to avoid pain and seek pleasure, then it, it's not really going to help us in many ways. But what happens is um, experiences, they eventually go away, right? So if we're happy when um, we get our degree, for example, then when we finally get our degree, we have what's called hedonic adaptation. And so that experience, once it ends, if we did gear our happiness or base our happiness on that, then it's going to end. And so, you know, I'll be happy when thinking and avoiding pain is actually not healthy because the reality is that experiences will end and we will have hedonic adaptation. So Instead, happiness comes from making choices that are aligned with your ideals, that align to what matters most to you in your life. So happiness actually comes from being aligned with our life purpose. This type of happiness, it really does build on our truth and it helps us so that, you know, how we want to be, how we want to show up. So it's not what happens to us or, you know, it's not what we want to happen. It's more about we're happy in the moment because we're on a path that is true to our ideals and true to ourselves and that matter most to us. So happiness is your birthright. Did you know that? It's a natural state of your soul. And so staying happy is, is about, you know, abandoning that notion that you're going to seek pleasure and have, and avoid pain and having that agenda. So what they're talking about within this book is instead shifting your focus to things that are aligned with your deepest value that aligns to feeding your soul. And that's really where happiness will come from. 
Um, okay. Then they talked about why, like, why are we here? <laughs> and, um, negative emotions such as sadness, loneliness, feeling passionless, empty, by the way, they show up for a reason. So if you're feeling any of these so-called negative emotions, if you're feeling these negative emotions, remember that they are special emotions that are there to tell you something. They're a message. And so I always say to something like, you know what, if you're feeling empty, you got to, that's a, a, a wonderful indicator. It's like, okay, well, what is going to make me feel full? What is going to fill me up? And it's almost like it's a, it's a barometer. It's almost telling us. It's like, okay, negative emotions are here to communicate to us, either to motivate us for change, either to, you know, alert us to the fact that something is unsafe or unhealthy for us. And so they are very, it's a very special kind of pain. So what they're saying within their book is that when we, we often forget why we are here and then we lack direction and we lack the sense of purpose. And then we have these negative emotions that don't feel so good, but those negative emotions are telling you something. So what's coming up for you? What, what emotions come up for you? Anger, sadness, do you feel lonely? Um, are you passionately feeling lifeless? Are you feeling empty? And so just by uh, learning and focusing on these, um, are they're good indicators that we, to remind us that we are here for so much more. We're here for a reason at this point, maybe if you're feeling some of those emotions, maybe you're just lacking direction or motivation or a sense of purpose, or you've just gone off your rails a little bit. And the idea here is that you want to really learn why that you're here. And this learning involves awakening. So then they go off in this big tangent in their book, all about consciousness and how consciousness actually survives outside of our body. Okay. Stay with me here. So we are more than just our bodies. So we're more than just like robots going through the, you know, going through the motions. We are more than just our brain. So this, um, this really, the book they talked in the book, they talked about how we are consciousness survives outside of the body. In other words, and they talked about near death experiences and it proves this to be true. So when our our body is um, passed on or no more life in our body, we still have consciousness and near-death experiences actually prove this to be true. So they're saying that there's so much more than just our ourselves. There's also consciousness and that um, we have multiple lives that we've been through and simply stated, we are here on earth to, to see, to know, to gather what wisdom that we've had in each life that we've lived and our consciousness keeps living on and to make, we're also here to make the use of all that wisdom that our souls have acquired over the years and over the lives that we've lived. And so our soul really does mature and grow through each incarnation. So now if I just lost you, <laughs> this is the spirituality part of this book. You can take or leave whatever you like, but remember, um, if, if this helps you in any way, when you looked in the mirror, when you were two and you looked at yourself, we are literally a completely different person. All our cells have, have died off and regenerated. So it's almost like that consciousness keeps 
keeps us going. So we're not the same person and we, we completely change. So that consciousness really survives over, over time in our lives that we're here in our housing, in our body. So take what you, take what you like. And so what they, then they talked all about how that is like, we're here to learn and grow. That's the bottom line. We're here to gain wisdom and to, um, gather this wisdom from each lives and to, um, our soul purpose is to mature and grow through our lives. So they also talked about what we do know is that we have choices. So it's almost like a sculpture. So our lives are evolving and being sculpted by our choices. So we want to keep making good choices and we want to keep making choices even in the face of pain so that our consciousness can grow. So if you were to think about, and this is a really fun exercise, actually, it's kind of, so if you were to think about your gravestone, so you know how on your uh, gravestone or maybe a monument after you've passed away, what does that gravestone say? And one of the exercises say, you know, like here lies, and then you put your name and then you say, she or he was dot, 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 you fill in the blanks. And you just really finish it with a couple of thoughts, a couple of sentences, and that's kind of your essence, right? And then what you do is you think about, this really helps discover that you, like what it is that you could be said about your life if you were to die right now. And then what you do is you take notice of the difference between where you are and where your ideal expression of your life is, is the, where you'd like it to be. So what, it, what you kind of come up with on that, what you would love to have say on your monument or your gravestone or whatever it is, um, and see the difference, the disconnect. And it really is amazing because when you see the difference, it helps you to make clear choices and make choices that are important for you from moving forward. And isn't that powerful, right? So we're like a sculptor, we're sculpting our own lives, right? Right. By, by our choices. So honing in on, you know, what it is that you would love to represent and have on your monument and how you would love people to remember you and what you would love people to say about you. And this really helps you discover, you know, what could be said about your life. All right. So then they, they also talked about within their book, what we know is that we have a shared mis- mission as humanity, and that is love. So our core life purpose is to love in the face, even in the face of pain. And um, we are also here as like one of our specific life purposes is based on karma. And they talked about how, um, you know, what, what has or hasn't been done in previous lives, they will be balanced in this life. And then they also talked about there's a need for our soul, um, who, who has reincarnated around us is to experience learning. So what do we, what do we do and learn right now to evolve our souls? And so the idea is to keep evolving the souls. That's one thing that we know, and that's one of our shared missions. The other shared mission that we all have as humanity that can help us align with our why and our purpose is to love even while we feel pain, and then to learn the lessons that life has to offer us. So, you know, what, what we came here to become or what we came here to seek, what we seek to do is a shared 
mission. So we all have that, right? So again, it's just like the karma thing is like learning and growing and what needs to learn and evolve to evolve our soul. And then also to love, even in the face of pain and challenge and uh, figure out from challenge, you know, what are the lessons learned here? Like, what can we discover from this? What do we want to become and what do we seek to do? And then they also talked about how love is a shared mission. So how we can see each other as humanity, how we can be kind to one another and protect one another and find the worth in other people, right? This is so beautiful. That's the anatomy of love. (laughs) So this is what we're here to learn, right? To learn love and to learn kindness, connection, protection, seeing worth in others and humanity. And I love that part. Then they also talked about what we know is that we have cultural influence, right? Culture influences us. We want to avoid pain and we want to pursue pleasure and that's our conditioning. So what they're suggesting here is to examine kind of your rules to live by and think about how those rules that you've come up with have been sort of culturally influenced. So, uh, so, and they call it like how, so notice how your culture, so how you've been coached to move toward towards your mission or away from your mission. So um, maybe you have a mission in life and you know you're a healer, but maybe you're you've been pushed in a different direction where you are, you know, constantly doing something that's not in line with, you know, healing and and helping. And um, so the idea here is to think about uh, kind of your your, uh, five main rules to live by that you've created over the years. And now think about how they've contributed to your journey, right? We all create these mental schemas and stories and dialogue, and we know that, right? All right. So a a good one is to think about if you ever say, I'll be happy when, (laughs) and then you'll know that that might be one of your schemas that you've learned that have been culturally influenced. Um, And I find that so interesting. Okay. So then they talked about what your life is telling you. So purpose, like what is your life telling you? So life purpose meditation is one of the ways you can delve in. And I love this part to your wise mind. I do this all the time when I do transcendent meditation. It's just so, so just about quieting that mind and accessing your source and connecting to that, you know, deep part at your center. And it's just as, as it's just as easy as quieting that mind. And what I'm going to do is I actually am, I, I have a wise mind meditation and, um, a purpose meditation recorded. So if you want to have a copy of that, just Go to my website, subscribe, and then send me a direct message, and I can send this to you, an MP3, so you can listen to it. It's called The Wise Mind Meditation. And I took it definitely from this book, a lot of influence from this book. I wanted to record it to do it myself. So let me know if you want that. Okay, so Life Purpose Meditation is a really wonderful way to delve into your wise mind. So first you delve into your wise mind, and you can ask all kinds of questions. Your wise mind will provide sudden, clear, thoughts or images. You can ask your wise mind any question like, you know, today, what are the choices that matter? How can I act only 
on things that are aligned with my values and my life purpose today. Um, you can just, you know, quiet that mind and connect to that wise mind and give yourself time to let whatever comes up for you emerge that that wise mind gives you so much information. So if an image comes up, ask yourself, you know, what does this symbolize? Or if you have a sudden knowing, let it crystallize and become more clear. Um, it's amazing how just by getting quiet and quieting that monkey mind, I call it, or that mind that goes off and on worry or rumination or tangents, just getting quiet with yourself. It's so beautiful because it really does tap you back into your purpose. And you know, like what would I be doing now if I were living my life purpose? And it's amazing how even asking what directions, what do I need to be doing in my life now? You could ask that simple question and what direction would you be, should you be heading in and what opportunities should you pay attention to? All these questions are really, really powerful when you get quiet, when you go into that meditative, relaxed state where you're just quieting that mind, accessing your source, and you can hear that wise mind, that inner voice. Okay. So that's so powerful. Okay. So then they talked about Okay, so what gifts and attributes that you that can tell you about your life purpose? So I always say these are like little hints or clues into your why. So and it's almost like you check the equipment, the way they put in their book was so funny. It's like check what equipment you have. What do you already have in your backpack? Right? Like what do you have physically? What do you have emotionally? What intellectual attributes do you have? As well as what are your desires? What really interests you? What do you value? And what are your so-called, if someone were to say you're talented at something, what would that be? So knowing your unique um, variations of all these attributes is really key. So write them all down. Think about all those things. Think about your gifts, your attributes. What do people say that, oh my gosh, you do that so well? Or the other one that stands out for me is what comes so easy for you? Like that you almost feel like, oh my gosh, like isn't that common sense for everybody. (laughs) Uh, It's amazing how it ends up being, that's your gift. Like that's your attributes. That's what you've worked so hard to get to at this point in your life. And it's usually clues. The other clue that I usually say with my coaching clients is like, what would you do if nobody was looking like on a Saturday morning? Like what, what Instagram would you follow? Like what feeds would you follow? What magazines are you reading? What books are you reading? This is a huge clue into to your gifts and your interests and your values and, you know, and your desires. And, um, that's, that's giving you clues into your why your purpose. All right. So then they also talked about what is your reoccurring challenge telling you about your life purpose. So now similarly, we have challenges sometimes that keep showing up in our life and these are opportunities or reasons. Um, they're coming up for a reason rather, because they're showing us something that we need to learn. So what lesson isn't getting learned? You know what they say? They say that like, you know, challenges and things are going to keep showing up for you until you learn your lesson. So, um, I keep like, you know, not necessarily being with the most successful relationships, although some people might, you know, evaluate them successful because they've been longer, but 
not necessarily really uh, healthy in the end, both relationships, long-term relationships I've been in. So then, you know, I have this dialogue in my brain. It's like, okay, well, am I choosing wrong? <laughs> right? Like, okay, so here are my challenges. So what is it about that? Um, and, and, and it's just an investigating what are the lessons? And I said to myself, oh my God, I have to learn this lesson so that now when I move into dating, I don't make the same bad choices or I make sure that I think about my worth and, and all those things. So what lessons need to get learned in order for you to move forward? Like what themes run through your challenges? Like make a list, make a list of the challenging things that have happened in your life. And then think about the themes or the commonality that runs through those challenges. And then like once you list them, look for those common themes and then step back a little bit and then think, is this part of your purpose? Like what is the learning here? Is this part of your why? Is this part of your, you know, one of the reasons you're here on life, on earth, <laughs> um, in life on earth? Anyway, so that is a, that's a, another clue, right? Another clue into your purpose and your, your reasons why, you know, what your life is telling you and who you are and why you're here. Okay. So now they delved into this whole thing about your purpose. All right. So this part is fun because these are actual actionable nuggets that you can do to kind of figure out a little bit bit more why, um, what your why is and your purpose here. And so they talked about, um, archetype, archetypal pathways and there's six of them. So you could fall into any of these categories and kind of seeing where you fall in is nice. Cause it kind of gives you, uh, almost like ammunition or like it gives you like, oh yeah, that's totally why I'm here. Um, and see, so see if something resonates with you here. So, um, this can help you express your uniqueness and realize your mission a little bit. So, um, some of these archetypal pathways might be, are you a teacher and a communicator? The other one is, are you a healer or a peacemaker? Are you a warrior or a guardian? Are you an explorer or a scientist? Are you a builder and an organizer? Or are you an artist and a designer? Now, sometimes things go, oh my gosh, that's totally me, right? Like it stands out. Like I know I'm a teacher and a communicator, 100%. That, that's me. So that really helps me delve into my purpose. Like, why am I here? You know, what am I doing? And um, I, this is what I love to do. And I love to learn and share, learn and share. So I communicate knowledge and I love to to be, teach. And so this is so neat, right? And I guess I'm, they also say you could be a little bit of more than one. So I think I'm also a healer and a peacemaker too. So what are you? Are you a teacher communicator? Are you generally a healer and a peacemaker? Are you a warrior, a guardian, a protector? Are you an explorer, a scientist? You're really curious and, and have a scientific mind. Or are you a builder and an organizer? You like to keep things organized and build things up. Are you an artist or a designer? Oh my God, that's my sister. She's so an artist and a designer. Anyway, so yeah, which path are you on? And then thinking and just knowing this, these archetypal pathways, it allows you to walk with intention and purpose. Okay. 
So then they also talked about how your mission, like there's, there's, there's ways to find out like, and align yourself with your life purpose is like, um, one of the exercises that they talked about within their book is your heroes, like make a list of five of your heroes and then really highlight the traits that you admire the most. And so write down those five people that you really admire. They could be people, you know, or people you don't know, and then highlight the traits that you most admire and then rate how they manifest their traits. So how they're showing up in their world. Then this is cool. I do this one with my clients, then rate yourself on the same scale and the same attributes. And what's so neat about that is you can bridge the gap between your score and your hero's score. So if one of the attributes is like productivity, like they produce, they produce, produce, and that's one thing you admire about them. And they're like, oh my God, they're like a five, like a 10 out of 10 in terms of producing things and courses and programs and they're very productive. And then you rate yourself on the same scale, the same attribute. And then the idea here, in order to really delve into that purpose and that alignment, you want to bridge the gap between your score and your hero's score, <laughs> right? Not to, make you feel, not to make you feel bad in any way, of course. All right. So then they also talked about another way. Um, the best way to predict your future is to create it. We all know that, right? We're in charge. We make decisions. We make choices. And so one of the exercises they have is your river of life. So they talked about considering the years you've lived and they can, they talked about consider major players in your life and then also major events and major lessons that you've learned. And then you ask yourself, you know, am I happy with how my river is flowing? Uh, Am I happy? Like, what changes do I need to make in my relationships, in my work, at my home, and so on and so on? And then that'll help you redirect the course and the speed of your journey. So, thinking about your river of life, you know, how it's been going, where you're at, checking in, and then thinking about, am I happy the which way my river is flowing? And then what needs to change in order to make me happy with the river? direction and flow. (laughs) All right. So then they also talked about another exercise is your own personal philosophy, your own personal life philosophy. This one I love, right? Um, I, for mine, it's like learn and share, learn and share. That's one of my own personal life's philosophy. I know I meant to keep learning and sharing that knowledge with others. That is where I'm passionate and that is what I do. And that's why I love this podcast and reading these books for you. Um, and so coming up with your own life philosophy could be, you know, thinking about your five principles or the concepts that are important to you. And then list the five principles and what you've learned, like that you've learned either over the years or over time, or what you know about yourself, um, what you love to do. Maybe it's a combination of your desires, your values, things like that. And then use this information to help create your own philosophy. And another one of mine is, you know what, let joy be your magnet. So I have these little life philosophies that really do help me move forward. So learn and share, let joy be your magnet are two of my major life philosophies. So you've heard some of the expressions, right? Um, you know, uh, don't sweat the small stuff could be your philosophy or, um, another, maybe one of the rules that you can live by or the philosophy you come up with is think about your learning, right? Maybe have you in the past judged somebody and you're like, whoops, I shouldn't have thought about that. And then maybe your life philosophy could be don't judge someone 
someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes or they're walked a mile in their high heels. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a great one. I love it. Creating your own life philosophy. What would yours be? All right. So then they did talk about surveying yourself surveying the self. So sometimes we have a false identity and we know that, right? With social media, the persona, things we put off, we have a false identity, but then we have a true identity. And this is all about really checking in and, you know, what is the real you? And the way they put in their book, I love it. Will the real yous please stand up? (laughs) And so this is all about what is your primary identity? And what you want to do is one of the exercises they suggest is check Chunk your life into like seven year chunks and think about what the primary identity would be for those chunks of those years. Like maybe you're a bit of a rebel when you were a teen, maybe you're like whatever it is, coming up with an identity that you had in those times. And then it's like, okay, then evaluate what is your primary identity now? And then it's like, what do you want your next identity to be? You can reinvent yourself, right? And so this idea is, is this is a reality check. You want to walk your talk. You want not a false identity. You want the real you to stand up. And what does that look like? What's that identity for you? That's a fun exercise. All right. So that's it. My main takeaways is like why, what your life is telling you about who you are and why you're here. Uh, We really can see, we're here to see, we're here to know, we're here to gather whatever wisdom our life has to offer. And this wisdom really does make our soul mature. And I find that that was their main message within their book. And it's, this book is so good because it's like a blending of spirituality and psychology and practice you know, living reflection. And it really does offer these tools to help us gain knowledge and awareness of our lives and, you know, who our deepest self is. And um, so, yeah. So what did you come here to learn in this life? And what did you come here to do? I would love for you feel free to private message me and respond. Um, thank you so much. That's the book this this week. And oh my gosh, I have such a good book next week. So make sure you listen in and um, I will talk to you soon. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.